Hello everyone, welcome to Word Alive International Outreach. I'm Kent Maddox. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm excited about our time together. Paul Keith and Amy Davis, powerful prophetic friends of Word Alive International Outreach are gonna be sharing a prophetic encounter and a prophetic word and an impartation for us today. So get ready to receive that in Jesus name and I'll help you unpack it here toward the end of our time together. I'm standing in our connection facility because we're in the uh, one of the days here where we're feeding folks, we're actually five days a week, we're feeding people here at Word Alive locally, serving almost 800 meals a week now and lunches uh, so that people can take, take it home with them and have lunch the next day and so it's exciting uh, to be here in the midst of all this going on you probably see people behind me walking back and forth preparing to eat this is Isaiah 58 coming alive we're serving great food a meat and three veggies each and every night preparing lunch as well uh, to take home the next day and so thank you so much partnering with Seven Springs and Esther House Recovery Ministries in the process serving those folks and so thank you so much for your continued generosity making this possible now not only are we able to feed people here locally but after we finished all in Alabama 2020 where we focused only in the state of Alabama we've stepped back into our international food distribution we're working now in Kazakhstan where we're feeding 800 people a day mostly Muslims who are being exposed to the gospel for the very first time and also working with wine to water in the Navajo reservations in America making clean water available so you'll be hearing more about that but these are just steps we're stepping back into Isaiah Isaiah 58 coming alive in your life and my life and Project 58. And so I know many of you will be giving today and I just want to let you know there's three main ways to give here at Word Alive International Outreach. Number one, there's the tithe. And this is those of us who understand the covenant relationship with God through the tithe. And so we're offering the tithe or 10% of our income each and every week to the Lord so that the gospel of the kingdom can be preached around the world and God's house can be provided for. But then also we offer first fruits offering around the appointed time of the Lord. And most of you know about that. If not, I have a, a part on our website that can teach you about first fruits giving. But most importantly, what I want to share with you today is we're stepping back into Pray Fast Give or Project 58. And that's where we partner together fasting one meal a week. This is according to Matthew 6. Jesus said, when you fast, when you pray, when you give, this is a threefold cord that makes things happen spiritually. We fast one meal a week and we pray for the poor around the world and we offer that as an offering to the Lord through Project 58 giving. And we believe God multiplies that and that allows us to feed people not only locally, but globally. So thank you so much for considering that today. To give, all you gotta do is go to Word Alive, click on give, it'll show you three ways to give. The tithe, first fruits, or pray fast give or Project 58. You can click on there, you can give a one-time gift uh, to help feed people around the world or you can simply do a recurring gift. That's what Bev and I do because we try to fast each week a meal and make that money available to Project 58. So whether you're tithing, whether you're offering first fruits or whether you're engaging in Project 58, pray fast give, we just wanna bless your giving. And I wanna rehearse the promises of Isaiah 58 with you today. Here's Here's what it says so powerfully. If we will share our bread with the hungry, Isaiah 58 verse seven, and we will deal with the poor and take care of the poor, here's what God says. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of God will be your rear guard and you will call and the Lord will answer. We just release those blessings on you as you offer your generosity to the Lord today. And we ask that the blessings of the Lord overtake 
take you as we are entering this kingdom age and offering our sacrifices to God through Isaiah 58 or Project 58. Now, just before we go to Paul Keith and Amy Davis' word, by the way, Paul Keith will mention several times a sabbatical when he greets you here at Word Alive. And Paul, we used to do a July Sabbath, which was a Sabbath month. And so Paul Keith still got that stuck in his mind about a sabbatical. Of course, we're not on a sabbatical here in July, but you'll be blessed by that prophetic word. But just before we go to that, let's go and let me tell you some quick announcements and then you'll hear, the, hear this prophetic word from Paul, Keith, and Amy, and then I'll help you unpack it and we'll pray together. So watch this and be blessed. Hey guys, I just wanted to remind you, starting August 3rd, Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., we're hosting James Nesbitt's conference, Tribe Quantum. It's going to be phenomenal. James explains it as an explosion happening in the sound of the Spirit through worship. We're having Native Americans come from around the United States to release the sound of our first people here in America. We're having prophetic teaching, prophetic worship. We'll have day sessions and night sessions. We're hosting it here at Word Alive International Outreach. The night sessions are free. There's a graphic there that you can register if you'd like to be a part of the day sessions. It'll be live streamed at night, and we're so looking forward to hosting tribe quantum we believe a sound will be released in your life my life the state of alabama and the nation of course last but not least get ready for transformation weekend it'll be saturday friday saturday and sunday which will be the 6th the 7th and the 8th of august uh, Tribe Quantum will be part of the Friday night worship experience. Then Saturday, grow at 6 p.m. Actually, we're hosting uh, Overdose Awareness. Uh, this time, it's going to be a powerful service uh, as we uh, host, host our community. And then Sunday morning, we launch into 40 days of Teshiva. We're going to bring our first fruits offering. So I want to remind you, get ready for first fruits. We're headed toward a brand new month and the 40 days of Teshiva, a time of repentance where God calls us up higher through the sound of the shofar. Revelations 4.1 says, I heard the sound of a loud trumpet behind me and a voice saying, come up higher. I believe this transformation weekend, God is calling us higher in the spirit realm. You don't want to miss it. I can't wait to see you there this weekend, transformation weekend, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Be blessed. Now let's go to see Paul, Keith, and Amy Davis. Hello, Kent and Bev, and all of our friends at Word Alive International Outreach. We are honored to be with you today while you guys are on your sabbatical. And just to share a quick, brief, prophetic message that we're hearing from the Lord. Hopefully, it'll be a, an encouragement to you. Um, you already know that we're entering a new season of the Spirit. Um, all things are becoming new, and we're not to look to the past. And we honor what the Lord has done in the past, but we know there's a new model coming. And I believe the Lord is sharing some insight that helps us position ourselves for that new thing. So we're going to share a little bit of that. And uh, hopefully it'll be something that will help posture you um, to go behind the veil. You know what? I believe that we have this amazing opportunity to go to the unseen realm of God. You know, Paul said that. We look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are unseen are eternal. So we're accessing the eternal realm of God and seeing things that have been reserved and set aside as hidden manna for our generation. And so we're going to share some of that and hopefully it will be something that you can uh, lay hold of and, and begin to walk out in this new season. So Amy, I'll let you go ahead and share what you've got. Okay, I uh, had this really amazing thing happen to me last week, and I think it's really a part of what he is talking about, preparing 
um, us for the throne room revelation. I was being prepared for throne room revelation. You know, I had, you know, the times are so tumultuous right now. I mean, things going, everything, the atmosphere, you can walk into different places, you can feel tension. If you watch the news, if you're reading things online, it can be very overwhelming. Many of us have just issues that we're dealing with in life, personal things that just sometimes seem very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I had been really praying through a lot of that stuff really trying to fight off even my own anxiety about things going on and worries and all of this. And I was asking the Lord, will you answer these questions? Will you uh, answer these prayers that I have for so-and-so and so-and-so and this nation and this place? And I was overwhelmed by a lot of the things going on. And the Lord didn't specifically answer with how he was going to do all the things that need to take place to bring us into this next level. But he did something amazing for me that I believe was setting me up for that. And here's what happened. I had a dream, and in this dream, uh, I saw, I'm going to read it just as I wrote it down in my journals. I saw the Lord stretched his arm from the heavens, holding a glowing stone in his hand, like Isaiah 6, like that uh, coal of that coal, that hot coal, that living coal in Isaiah 6. He reached to me in the spirit and responded to my prayers responded to the prayers I had been praying with these words. He said, ask me to touch the coal to your lips. Oh. And so I did. And here's the prayer that came with it for me. Here I am, Lord. Purify my lips. Bring me close to you that I may know your heart and the mystery of your will. Teach me the ways of forgiveness, the freedom found in its song. I will stand in thunder and release from the thunder for there. I find your voice. I love that verse that says that he will answer us in the hiding place of thunder. Mm. So I want to be found there where the Lord's going to answer. I want to be found there standing brave and um, with great courage to hear what the word of the Lord is saying. That's how I want to be standing. There were three things that um, I really received as the Lord, uh, you know, he reached out his hand to me in this dream and there he has the coal in his hand. He has what uh, the, the word is actually glowing stone or living coal, live coal. Mm. There was something powerful about it. And he said, oh, just ask me to touch the coal to your lips. And so I did. And I began to touch the coal to my lips and I'll wake up. And I'm given through a series of events, I'm given three things. The Lord began to minister to me a deeper understanding, a greater revelation is a better way to put it of forgiveness. Forgiveness that I'm to walk in forgiveness. I have a beautiful revelation of forgiveness. And I believe that's something we can really look for in the coming days to walk um, in this place of forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness, the freedom found in that forgiveness is a beautiful thing. Mm. The second thing that I really felt was there was going to be an understanding of the mystery of his will. Going there before the Lord, going there before him before his throne and understanding mysteries. The third thing was reverential fear. You see, when I was in the place of worry and in the place of feeling just anxious with the things going on in the world, as I was in that place, you know, I, I began to realize that it was a direct attack on the reverential fear of the Lord. And that crossed me. You see, that crossed me. And that's when I started to 
Say, Lord, whatever it is that you have to do to get me to the place you need me to be, I'm willing. Here I am, send me. Send me in to go and experience the lengths and depths and widths and heights of love. Let me experience it, Lord. Here I am, send me. I want to know you. Here I am, the one that wants to know you. And the reverential fear um, that I got in this dream as I see his arms stretched out and the coal in his hand and he's like, just ask me to touch the coal to your lips. And as he did, the reverence grew. It grew in me. And that's something I've been asking for for quite some time. I feel like this is a really important thing, a big thing that's happening right now. If you're willing, you who are watching this, if you're willing to let the Lord touch the coal to your lips, let me pray this little prayer again that I prayed, this declaration that I made, that you would say this to the Lord. Here I am, Lord. Purify my lips. Bring me close to you that I may know your heart and the mystery of your will, that in the middle of the trials and in the middle of the hardship and in the middle of it all, what would we ask for? We're still asking for answers to our prayers, yes, but if when we begin to say, oh Lord, the one prayer that I have right now is that I would know you and be known by you. What an amazing thing. Teach me the ways of forgiveness, the freedom found in its song. I will stand in thunder. I will stand where your voice is. I will release from the thunder. For there, that's where I found your voice. I pray that that would bless you, that you can grab a hold of that truth and begin you know, to move in that yourself. Ask the Lord to touch the cold to your lips, to purify, to cleanse you of all the things. Maybe it's worry, maybe it's sin, maybe it's unbelief. You know, for many right now, it's a struggle to stand and believe. It is a struggle to uh, walk this walk of faith. It really is a battle. But I'm telling you, as we touch that cold to our lips, that is an act of faith. Saying, you know what, I'm going to trust you with every bit of it, God. Because you're holy. You're holy. Amen. <clears throat> That's a pretty powerful experience. You know, as she was sharing, I couldn't help but think about, you know, the tabernacle of Moses, where you have the outer court, then you have the holy place, then you have the most holy place. I did a message a few years back called Gates, Doors, and Veils. Got a lot of circulation, but you come through the gate to enter the outer court, and there are a lot of Christians that are living in outer court revelation. But, you know, I don't think most of you are satisfied to be in the outer court. You know, living in a justified state is wonderful. It's a glory beyond our, you know, wildest imaginations. But we also discover we can progress. We can go beyond the gate and go through the door and go into the holy place. And because we are priests, the Bible makes it clear, we're a priesthood of believers. Yes. And in the holy place, you see the the lampstand, which is the only source of light. The seven spirits of God are the only source of light inside the holy place. And you have the table of showbread, or called the, the bread of His presence. And there is where I believe many of us have been in this season, where we have been getting the revelation of the Lord. Not intellectual perceptions and not just good doctrines, but the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what you discover in the holy place. The seven spirits of God, the lampstand shining, the light and illumination on the showbread, and we actually consume the bread, which is Revelation 10, verses 8 through 11. 
And of course, you see the altar of incense. And beyond that, you go past the veil. Go through the gate to the, to the uh, outer court, through the door to the holy place, and the veil into the most holy place. Well, that's where Isaiah was when the coal was touched to his lip. He was in the most holy place, the literal one. Not the type and the shadow that was on the earth in the tabernacle of Moses, but he was invited into the very throne room. And wouldn't it be something if many of us are like Isaiah today? We're being invited to go past the veil. I believe that. I know that's deep, and I know that's not something we approach flippantly, but yet there is the grace of God that we're hungry for that. There is something about our generation that's not going to be satisfied to be in the outer court. And I'm not even satisfied to be in the holy place. If there is a place beyond that, I want to go there. I want to go beyond the veil. I want to see what John saw. I want to see what Paul saw. I don't think I'm, you know, it's not by my works or by my, you know, good nature. It's by the grace of God. And I believe literally we're living in the hour of the deep calling to the deep. There's something that's been awakened in us. And so Amy had this experience where the coal was touched to her lips, I believe, for her and also for us as a, as a people group to, uh, to be able to stand in a place where we can get great revelation. You know, there is a, an amazing oath that was made back in the days of Israel, you know, in, under Moses' leadership, he brought them out of Egypt, you know, and of course went to Mount Sinai. I'm trying to make this quick. And the Lord shows up on Mount Sinai. I could take 20 minutes and just describe what really went on on Mount Sinai, the very first Pentecost, but it, it's, it's an incredible revelation. But suffice it to say, the Lord showed up in a mighty, awesome, inspiring way beyond the, the comprehension of those Jewish people. And shortly after that, and by the way, when I saw that in a vision, I said, Lord, why did you manifest yourself like that? And the Lord said to me, because I wanted to impress my people. And I felt like we have a, um, an encounter imminently in front of us where the Lord is going to impress us so that we're so overwhelmed by the impression of God that we're not going to be overcome by the, by the things of this world. So anyway, after that amazing encounter, he sends the 12 spies over into the land of promise. You know the story. Ten came back with a bad report. Well, actually, what they reported wasn't wrong. It wasn't inaccurate. It was just from a wrong spirit. You know, there were giants in the land. That's true. But they, they imparted fear and such. And Joshua and Caleb says, you know, that's right. There are some giants over there. But did you not see what the Lord just did on Mount Sinai? Do you not have a revelation of how great God is? And that was the report all of them should have had, but the people followed after the ten spies that brought the bad report, and they missed their opportunity. And here is something that's very revealing. The Lord was so upset with the, that generation. He said, I'm going to destroy them all. <laughs> Remember? And Moses had to stand in the gap. You know, He says, well, you know, let's don't kill everybody. You know, the Lord said, I'll just destroy them all and just start over with you, Moses. And, he, and the Lord, you know, listened to the prayers of Moses. And here's the, here's the verse, Numbers 14, 20, and 21. The Lord said, okay, I will pardon them according to your word, speaking to Moses. The Lord speaking. I will pardon them according to your word, but as surely as I live, I will fill this earth with my glory. Well, that's an end-time scenario. 
The Bible is clear that in the last days, the glory of God is going to be revealed. There are multiple places in the Bible. And I believe that as we are, as you are coming out of this sabbatical, as we're entering into this new season of the Spirit, there will be an emphasis on the glory. And we see from Israel, they could have been the agency by which the Lord utilized them to begin to fill the earth with His glory. And I believe what Isaiah 6 is all about, what Amy was just referencing, was the fact that Isaiah saw a divine exchange. Mm -hmm. The coal was touched to his lips, and he was able to see as the seraphim and all of this throne room activity was taking place, and they were seeing the attributes of God. They were witnessing firsthand the glory of God. They were witnessing the, the, um, the unveiling of His nature and of His character and of His power. Paul talks about this in Romans 1.20 where he talks about the Lord's invisible attributes, uh, His divine nature, and His eternal power. And the seraphim and the 24 elders and the four living creatures in this throne room activity are witnessing the unveiling of God and they're saying, holy, holy, holy. We see that in Isaiah 6 and also over in Revelation 4. Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And as they began to articulate their revelation, they didn't go read it in a dictionary somewhere. They were seeing it with their eyes. And as a result of that, their words were coming out of their innermost being, anointed with glory. And we see there that the temple began to be filled with the smoke and the glory of God. Now, translate that to planet Earth. This invitation, I believe, that's being given today to have a cleansing, to be invited beyond the veil. Yes, absolutely. You and I, not just a handful of leaders, but whosoever will. That invitation goes to whoever is willing to yield themselves to the Holy Spirit and begin to have the revelation, begin to experience the character and the nature and the power of God in, in a very real and tangible way. Then as you begin to articulate that, it's not now some definition you've read in a commentary. It is the unveiling of your experience with God. And as a result of that, your words are anointed with life and spirit. And as we speak that, it begins to fill the earth with His glory. You might say, what does that have to do with the end times? Everything. Everything. That is the harvest. That is the unveiling of the last day ministry of people that have encounters with God. And as a result of that, we win the lost. We heal the sick. We cast out devils. We bind the brokenhearted. We do the things that have been prophesied for the last day generation on a scale that we have not yet seen in our generation. I believe that. We're devoting ourselves to that purpose. And I pray that somehow the Lord will help you see that by revelation. That as you're on your sabbatical, pray the prayer that Amy prayed. I'm going to get her to read it one more time before I finish. But Say, Lord, touch the coal to my lips. If you're offering the coal, I want it. I want to be sanctified. You have to understand the context of Isaiah 6. It says in the very first verse, in the year that King Uzziah died. Well, Uzziah died of leprosy. And the Levitical law required that if a leper entered the room, they were required by the Levitical law to cover their lips and say, unclean, unclean. 
So what Isaiah was saying there was, I identify as a leper. That's what he was saying. If you understand the Levitical law, I'm like a leper in this place. And, And the angel, the seraphim, came with a coal from the altar and he said, you have been cleansed, you have been purified. We're purified by the blood of Jesus Christ, but there are also higher levels and dimensions of cleansing. Our lips are being cleansed by being touched by this glowing stone and this living coal so that we can begin to participate in the divine exchange of glory that will be taking place because of the revelation that we receive. So Lord, I pray that you will, um, that you will move upon all of us all of our friends at Word Alive, I pray there will be an impartation to you to encounter God. No matter what you're called to do, you can do it better if you've encountered the Lord. Amen? You agree with that. If you're called to be an evangelist, you're a better evangelist when you've encountered the Lord. If you're called to be a pastor, you're a better pastor when you've had a revelation of the Lord. If you're called to be an apostle or a prophet or whatever, we must have divine encounters this is a relationship with the living God. That's what the last days is. It's called the Apocalypso, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything we do from this point forward will be the unveiling, the disclosure, and the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to get Amy to pray or to read this prayer one more time because that's what we want to leave you with. I believe this is a word from the Lord. I believe it's an invitation, and I, for one, am going to respond to it. I want, I want the cold touch to my lips. Yeah. I want to be cleansed because I want to go behind the veil. Yeah. Uh, there's no other reason to be on planet Earth other than to encounter God. There's nothing in this world that appeals to us. Mm-hmm. So there's the only reason we have to be here is to manifest the kingdom, mm-hmm. and that means we have to experience the kingdom to reveal the kingdom. So amen. So here's our prayer. One thing real quickly, and then I'm going to read that prayer. As I was getting this feeling while he was talking, there's some of you asking, will I really ever get a revelation of my own? You've been asking God for a revelation, and I feel like I want to do something. I feel it in my spirit to do it. I want to honor you. I want to honor all of you for where you've gone in this earth. The places that your feet have walked, the the sorrows that you felt, the the, the tears that you've cried for others' salvations and for others' peace, the places that you've gone on the earth. Maybe many of you, some of you were missionaries. Maybe your moms or dads, you're, you're working all day, but you're blessing the ones that work the best that you can. I just I honor you for where you've gone in the earth and what you've done. And now I want to bless you. I want to bless you with a a prophetic word here of where you're going to go in the realm of the Spirit in the days ahead. I honor you for where you've gone on the earth, and I bless you now, and I'm prophesying you're going to go somewhere in the realm of the Spirit and access the very heart of God as you submit your will to His will. Let me read that that prayer one more time over you. This is the response. This is the response. Here I am, Lord. Purify my lips. This is a process of that submission. Purify my lips. Bring me close to you that I may know your heart and the mystery of your will. That's where you're going, the realm of the Spirit, to, to access the heart of God. 
So again, I honor you for what you've done um, on the earth, the things that you've done for his kingdom. And I'm blessing you now with where you're going to go in the realm of the spirit. And it will happen. You will access um, his heart. Teach me the ways of forgiveness, the freedom found in its song. I will stand in thunder and release from the thunder. For there I find your voice. And I pray over you now a revelation of forgiveness, the mystery of his will, and the reverential fear of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We bless you guys and uh, hope and pray that this revelation goes right into your spirit and that you experience these things for yourselves. That's our prayer for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. What a powerful prophetic word from our friends Paul Keith and Amy Davis. Wow. She was quoting, Amy was quoting from Isaiah 6. Uh, I've got it here in the New King James and basically... Isaiah 6, 4 says, And the post of the door was shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I have a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And Isaiah goes on to say, So here I am, Lord, send me. I do believe that's exactly where we're at as we're shifting from a church age to a kingdom age. We're having in this season divine encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ and such as an angel taking the lips, taking the cold, purging our lips, touching our lips, preparing us through encounters with the risen Christ for what He's calling us to do in this season. We are living in a very supernatural time. The results Amy talked about was a revelation of forgiveness. Man, if we ever need that, we need it now in our culture, a revelation of forgiveness. The th second thing she mentioned was the revelation of the mystery of God's will. If we've ever needed to know the will of God in our lives more than any ever time before in the earth, I believe it's right now. And last but not least, a reverential fear of the Lord or a reverence for the Lord. And so I pray you receive that impartation as Amy prayed so powerfully, that prayer over us with the angel of the Lord coming to us in this season, touching our lips with a coal, releasing this powerful impartation. And then as Paul Keith talked about, the uh, tabernacle of Moses. And this is where I want to land with you here today because this has really been speaking to me. Uh, as we came through the ninth of Av, I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me Philippians 3 where Paul, where Paul the Apostle said something along these lines, I count all things lost that I might know Him, that I might know the Lord. Of course, we have a vision to transform people, transform cities, transform states, and even nations. But our goal is to know the Lord. I believe transformation is a result of you and I knowing the Lord. And when you look at the tabernacle, Paul Keith was talking about the outer court, the holy place, the holy of holies, this revelation, this God taking us through these different parts of revelation. In the outer court was a brazen altar and a laver. And then in the inner court, was the lampstand, the showbread, and the altar of incense, and then the Holy of Holies, the presence of God. Here's what I find interesting. There is a pattern. There is a, there is a shadow and type here that I believe is not mystical, prophetically mystical, but is very practical. The way into revelation, the way into knowing the Lord, the way into the lampstand, the showbread, the presence of God is very practical. The altar speaks of sacrifice, 
and the laver speaks of love. The, the altar of sacrifice was where the, the lambs were slain. It was the sacrifice. And yes, we do all know that our, our Savior Jesus Christ has been sacrificed for us, but our natural response to Him is to allow our lives to be a sacrifice for others, to serve others. And then the laver actually was made, made from brass mirrors. In that age, they didn't have mirrors like we have today, but women had brass mirrors. That's the way they would uh, put makeup on and jewelry. That's the way they would prepare themselves. They took the brass mirrors of women and they made a laver to wash in. So when you washed, you could see your own reflections. In other words, they laid, laid down their personal identity for a corporate identity. And so I really believe that this Isaiah 58 message that you heard about in the very beginning of our program today, how we are called to serve the poor, to feed the hungry, this is the way to knowing the Lord. This is the way into the revelation of the will of God for our lives. Uh, I'm staggered by a scripture in Jeremiah 22:16. Here's exactly what it says. He defended the cause of the poor and needy. Then everything went well with him. Is this not what it means to know me, says the Lord. Isn't that interesting? Only one scripture in the whole of the Bible. What does it mean to know the Lord? To take care of the poor and to take care of the needy. I believe this is a pattern. I believe this is Isaiah 58 coming to pass in our lives in this moment. If we will give our lives to others, if we will step through the gate of the tabernacle, if we will enter into the kingdom, enter into the door that God has opened for us and lay our lives down for others, then we will be illuminated by the lampstand, we will be fed by the showbread, the mercy bread. We will, the altar of incense will be our portion and God's presence will be with us. This is the promise of Isaiah 58. I want to rehearse it with you one more time. This is verse 6, Isaiah 58, 6. Is this not the fast I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry, Bring it to your house, the poor and those that are cast out. When you see the naked, you cover him and you don't hide yourself from your own families. If you do this, God says, here's what will happen. Your light will break forth like the morning. That's revelation. Your healing will manifest speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. You will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here am I. I do believe just as this prophetic word came from Paul, Keith, and Amy, we are living in a season, a brand new season, where we're about to enter revelations of the Lord Jesus Christ like never before. We're going to see miracles, and we are going to live in the glory of God. I believe the way in is you and I stepping through the gate into the altar of sacrifice, laying our lives down for others, loving and serving others as we do this, God's going to move supernatural in our life. And so in the beginning, I talked to you about Project 58, how that you can partner with us after finishing all in Alabama. We're now back into the nations of the world, delivering food, delivering clean water, making it available now around the world through Wine to Water. And it's made possible by Project 58, Pray, Fast, Give. We simply fast one meal a week and give that to the cause of serving the poor. This is a first step or a next step you can take into stepping into Isaiah 58. And as you do, we claim all the blessings of the Lord that He promises on your life and on ours. Well, thank you so much today for uh, taking this time to be with us. We had a blast. Thank God for Paul, Keith, and Amy Davis. We really appreciate their prophetic word, and we're looking forward to what the Holy Spirit does in the near future. Be blessed, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.